Saturday, FC Tulsa. We got two. We got a couple of uh, familiar players uh, coming in. Kevin Garcia, Eric Bird, and of course uh, Bradley Bourgeau, right? También. He's also part of FC Tulsa. Yeah, I don't know who's a part of the Tulsa Roughnecks. So yeah. Oh, uh, you're gonna still call them. You're still gonna call oh, them the Roughnecks. Oh, definitely. Mascots <laughs> are the best. The Roughnecks was a great name. It still state. It still makes sense. I enjoy it. I think. Once again, we've got been down this road with me. I still think that SKC should have kept their name with the Kansas City Wizards. That's a bold, that's a bold statement there, Cotton. So, all right. So, FC Tulsa results-wise really isn't doing that great. They're coming in. Well, they've only played two games. This is this last match. This next match against us on Saturday is going to be their third. So you're talking about while everybody else has played uh, two games. Actually, well, so they played on July 13th against OKC Energy, and they drew 1-1. They had played on in, back in March. They played against Sacramento Republic, and they tied 1-1 as well. So really, there aren't, there really is, aren't bad score lines because both of those games were away. And they were able to draw Sacramento, which is, for the most part, has been historically one of the top teams in the Western Conference in the USL. Yep. OKC Energy is really, I mean, is what are they, second place in the group at this moment? Yeah, <laughs> out of a little bit of luck, for sure. But that's, yeah, because of the whole situation with the bold and their, their games being postponed due to the coronavirus. But, yep. anyways. So they, but... You're talking about they had a week off, right? Because they played on the 13th, which was on a Monday. And then you're talking about almost three, uh, two weeks without, almost three weeks without any activity. Mm-hmm. So how that is going to affect Tulsa going into this match, going into the humidity, which I'm assuming there, I assume there's going to be a lot of humidity with all the moisture that's still around from Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling that that might play in favor of the Toros mm-hmm. in this, in this Saturday. Very possible. You know how I kept telling you guys that each team is, is eventually going to enter a Toros type gauntlet like the way we just finished seeing. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? This is going to be their gauntlet. Starting Saturday for Tulsa, they're going to enter a stretch of playing five games in three weeks. Ooh, I'm seeing that, yes. Because they play the Toros, they play the Toros on Saturday. The next mm-hmm. Saturday, they go and visit St. Louis FC. Then they then on Wednesday, uh, August Captain 12th, or Captain Todd Wharton, St. Louis. I, I gotta, I just gotta reach in there, you know. Well, you gotta pull my heartstrings like that, bro. Um, so Saturday uh, or Wednesday, August twelfth, they re- they go back home uh, against San Antonio. Then the following Wednesday, the 19th, they play Austin Bold. 
and then they travel uh, August 22nd to San Antonio. So another one of the this time this is where they get to suffer. Yep. And I feel like if this is our opportunity to jump start ourselves, this is it. This is definitely it. If you cannot and, beat Tulsa, then you're losing a huge opportunity to rescue something in Group D. I mean, right now, let's forget about winning the group. Let's try to. We're not going to win the group, but yes, I get what you. But at least salvage something to. Yes, yeah, make s- it at least sneaking through place. that back door, sneaking through that back door, make it valuable to get that that first place. So, what are you guys expecting from from this match? I'm expecting three, only because I think that the Toros are in so much uh, better shape than what they than what Tulsa would be. That's just my train of thought. Jacob. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I would think three for sure. The only problem is they would have to get something going early and continue the pressure. That's where they lack. That's where they've lacked all season long since even Los Dos. I will bring that up even after the break. That's where they've lacked is just that pressure. The Like we talked about at the start of the show, you got to have some possession and you got to know what to do with it too. So that is a big big issue with it just in general and so if that really goes their way yes you will be seeing three points most definitely at home Paul Blanchett has to be on his game the defense does but at that same time the attacking form has to be there you have to finish your chances you cannot shoot them to the golf course where the illegal I'm going to call them the illegal fans that are watching the game and what I mean by that is nothing you know bad it's just you know, they said no fans for a reason, but there's still fans everywhere. They're in rebels. Every, They're in, the rebels. Let's put it. I, I know. Yeah, the rebels. There we go. That's a, that's even a better name. There's rebels everywhere trying to watch their teams play. So, yeah, you're going to find that. As long as you don't kick it over there, it's going to be perfect. So, <laughs> yeah, just we got to get three points. Got to be on top of their game big time. That's going to help them out for that long stretch when they have a lot of road games until they come back home. You know, like a month. You know, one of the things that I'm noticing about Tulsa, they're they're just a team that scores in the second half. Mm-hmm. So if so, if anything, I mean, just watching the box scores of the first two games, if we can't score early and often to put away this team, boy, we're going to be in a world of hurt. Look, at this yep. point, we have to take care of Rodrigo da Costa. That's the, that's the player who scored both of their goals so far. Take care of Rodrigo da Costa. Score your opportunities. Mm-hmm. And we should be fine. But my prediction is a just barely sneaking by one or win. I feel we're going to be continue to struggle with accuracy, with uh, conversions. Mm-hmm. We're still going to struggle with that. I don't think that's going to be fixed from one week to the next. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Well, yeah. I think defensively, they're finally going to catch their goof where they'll be able to get a shutout. Hopefully, Paul Blanchett doesn't do another mistake. Oh, dear Lord. 
But I'll I'll have faith in him. I'll have faith in him. He's gonna have, feel like he might have a good game. He probably learned, uh, hopefully. And I feel like the Taurus are gonna get their first shutout against Tulsa, but they're not gonna score many opportunities. And I have a feeling we're gonna have a similar situation where the Toros are gonna have less possession than Tulsa. Yep. I just feel like this might be a game where. Regardless of amount of possession we have here, I think this might be one of those games where we might put Tulsa on the front foot here. Like this might be a a a, a total team performance type thing. My scoreline is gonna be two one. We'll score both of our goals early. It, we're going to score both of our goals in the first half. Mm-hmm. Tulsa might get some lifeline in the 70th. And then, Edson, I'm going to throw it right at to you. Que no pase la tragedia. Jacob, what's your prediction? Uh, 2-1 win. Um, yeah, it's going to be very close. We're going to see... Just interest, an interesting game in general. We're going to struggle, but two goals I think we can definitely do, and that's what's going to happen. I think things are going to stay calm as they have. It's FC Tulsa. We don't – wow, I said it. It's the Tulsa Roughnecks. We don't have anything really against them. They don't have anything really against us. It's just, yeah, we're going to – like you said, we're going to be struggling, but I think we'll be able to score too. My bold prediction, Tulsa wins this 2-0. to zero. And both Eric and Kevin, no, and Eric Bird is going to score one of the goals. And that's my bold prediction. And as far as for my bold prediction, a scoreless, boring draw where... I might even fall asleep on it. I guess I'll go with a bold prediction. Um, It's going to be crazy. Both teams are going to be outscoring a ton of goals. We're going to end up having six goals. It's going to be a six-goal draw and a couple of red cards to each team. (laughs) You You can't forget that. You cannot forget that. Exactly. All the red cards. Exactly. Referee's going to lose control of this game and exactly. with cards. Mm-hmm. Final question to you guys, and this is regarding possession. And I actually got into a debate with uh, one of my, not a debate, but a kind of a discussion with this. This whole ordeal with having much less possession than our opponents. Is this a parking the bus strategy by Coach Echeverri? Or is this more because we can't deal with the ball? I'm saying parking the bus. You're going that Coach Echeverri is parking the bus. Um, partially only because we want to play to defend the lead and not chase a game. Okay. But that's just me. That's just me. We saw that against OKC. 
Mm-hmm. I think and- we see it more on the road. Where he does want to park the bus on the road more than he does at home. I think at home, it's just the fact that we just Look, we really fair, can't we control. Game at, to be fair, we only played one game at home and we needed to tie that game. So it's really not. That's where we had to chase. Yeah, we did have to chase. Had to chase. Yeah. And against San Antonio uh, on the road, um, we had the we had some initiative. And I still feel I still feel that I still feel that that defensive error totally screwed everything up. Well, it definitely did. But when somebody big, messes up like that, it doesn't matter. To me, to me, it may be when we have the lead that he'll want to bunker down. But to me, the biggest culprit is we can't keep that ball. We cannot keep the ball. Nope. We saw it against El Paso. We saw it against uh, uh, OKC. Uh, and in San, in San Antonio, we can't keep the ball because we keep on losing it, or we just keep blasting it away and, may, and to where whoever gets it. And most nine out of ten, it's a it, it's a uh, it's an opposing team member. Uh, I'm not gonna say if that's good or bad, but I think the results are pretty self-explanatory. Yep. I'm not gonna tell coach what to do in that aspect. If that's if that's his, if that's his place, uh, his plan, then so be it. I'm not going to tell him. Oh, you need to be more, uh, you need to be more attacking, because stats also do say we do have opportunities. We're just not converting them. Yep. Look, if the players would convert their chances, we, we wouldn't would be, be talking. Yeah. We we wouldn't be talking about the situation. Yeah. You know, or or kind of questioning ourselves why we don't have a why don't why why we don't have enough uh, possession. Because if we would be win, if we'd be winning, it doesn't it doesn't matter. We're winning. We're getting three points, but if we're losing and tie and drawing, and and we're and we're not winning at all, then we do have to question why it's happening, and see see what see what needs to see what needs to be changed. Something needs to be changed, but at this point, I don't think. Like I said, I don't think this is a tactics issue. I think the I think this is a ta- a talent issue. This is a player issue, uh, out in front. But that's my final final thought for the for today. Ray, final thoughts before we log out. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, I just think that if the Toros can get the initiative at home and be attack minded for, let's say the first. 10 to 15 minutes and get a goal in, I can see ourselves winning the game. Not convincingly, but we can I can see it, I can see them winning. I mean at this point doesn't doesn't matter if we play beautiful or we play ugly. At this point it's just results. If, so. if we can play a lo Mourinho, I'll take it. Even if we win a lo Atlas, dude, I'd take it. Con línea de cinco? You know it. Ya vas a empatitos. No, okay. no, 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 I I I went too far there. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. That that's <laughs> truly that truly is el profe Cruz uh, mentality right there. <laughs> Deonito, Deonito. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Jacob, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Yeah. Just need to convert basically at home and need to convert on the road too. I would say that 
And also one thing besides this too, and this is of course a huge, huge point is look at this. We talked about it earlier in the show. Our, our Academy isn't the best things like that. Guess what? Because of the whole Houston Dynamo thing, we just lost another player to a different Academy. Not even joking. And they were in the young Academy, but we're going to move up and most likely play. That show goes to show you that our, the Academy in general, whether it's Houston Dynamo or RGVFC, isn't doing too hot. Yeah, my cousin, really talented player. He went to, or he is officially, just about officially going to Lone Star High School and will be playing in the Frisco Academy. Oof. Yeah. I'm thankful that he actually went there because he's got a better chance of growing to be a more successful soccer star sure. or soccer player in general than if he were to kind of be stuck down here, which stinks to say it, but at that same time, that's the case. So, yeah, those are my final thoughts there. Quick question before we go, and it sucks that Ray left us, uh, because this would have been a good question for him. So Code Awesome says, you're saying that it's a talent issue. Would you prefer to see second division Mexican players or from other leagues? Other leagues. I'd rather see them from other leagues for sure. I mean, you're seeing you're seeing uh, El Paso bringing in players from the Mexican First Division. Well, yeah, but because they're say- independent, because they're independent. But what yeah, I'm they're... trying to say more along the lines is, we at, at least we need somebody that's got experience. Carlos is small; he might not have come from a prestigious yeah. league. Yeah, but experience. his but his international experience and. Aramo Nido isn't an elite in CONCACAF, mm-hmm. but they have CONCACAF Champions League experience. Mm-hmm. So having Carlos Small with that really helped out. It really helped out. He might have been lazy at practice. He might have had his defects. You know, everybody, every player has them. And, but when he scored goals, he scored go- in a bunch, right? It is no mistake that Carlos Small left the organization being the top scorer of the league. At this point, with that, with a crucial position just like the, the striker position is, I would rather have an experienced, whether USL player or from abroad, you know, like Ruben Luna back mm-hmm. in 16, Carlos Small. Michael Salazar, you know, had had experience in MLS and give him the responsibility to score goals and let Garrett, let Luca kind of grow under them. Because Mm -hmm. at this point, it seems to me like they're not ready for the responsibility of having the responsibility of scoring the goals upon them. I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong. I mean, I don't have a good track record when it comes to that. But that's my, those are my observations. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. I would have to agree with you a little bit for sure. But like I said, yeah, we do need somebody like you said too. We just need somebody that has experience and that's going to be key. If we can ever get that, will we, I don't know. It will take a long time, but I mean, it's always going to be things like that. Having said this, 
we want to thank everybody who uh, has hung on to this, what, like almost two hours uh, show. Um, I really appreciate all of your support. Be sure, if you guys have not liked this video, be sure to give it a like. Share the archive once it's available on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever. But let people know about this show. Um, be sure to listen to the podcast, the audio podcast on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, and uh, uh, Spotify. Um, be sure to rate it, give it a comment, give us five stars. You know, we really appreciate it. It really helps us out, you know, trying to uh, get the brand, get the, get the podcast out there, get some brand recognition in, in the podcast. Really appreciate all of your uh, feedback uh, as well. Um, what else? Obviously, huge thank you to the Beautiful Game Network for their for their support, uh, for hosting us. Check out their website, bgn.fm. Uh, you'll find our podcast, another USL and MLS podcast, including The Peel, <clears throat> uh, on the Beautiful Game Network's website. Um, check out their sponsors, Roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC. And, of course, our uh, personal sponsor, Natural Beauty Spa. Uh, thank you. Thank them for their their support as well. Um, be safe out there. Things aren't easy with Hurricane Hannah, with COVID. It all keeps just piling up on the Rio Grande Valley. And wish we wish you all the best. Hopefully, we'll be back on the at the stadium. In the meantime, just kind of hang in there. Wear your mask. Stay hydrated. Watch us and down in the valley, and be sure to support the Toros. Uh, and wa watch the games. Look, we might, we criticize the team; it's normal, but that doesn't mean we don't love we love this team less than somebody who accepts uh so who accepts every everything like like it like it's good. It's it, it's good to it, it, it's good to see that th that things are wrong with this team. What is not good is just bashing for the sake of bashing. Yep. There are ways to do it, but just calling. Going with the like the queen from Alice in Wonderland off with their heads. That's not that's it's not the way to go. You want to do it? That's fine. I'm not one to say, but sometimes it kind of goes against you. You might have a legitimate reason to do so, but it kind of goes against you sometimes. Uh, people might not take your your concerns as seriously as if you're a little bit more, um, I'd say, equanimous in your way uh, of bringing out your grievances uh, into social media. But uh, Jacob, thank you so much for uh, tuning in with us. want to thank Ray, wherever he is, for coming on the show as well. Uh, be sure to follow him uh, on, on Twitter at JacobYoung456. Uh, be sure to check out uh, his Twitch channel uh, as well, uh, the uh, Overreacted Gamer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, of course, Tip of Texas Sports Network on, uh, on YouTube for some racing content. My name is Edson Ochoa. On behalf of everybody here on Down in the Valley, wish you all a good week. Hope to, hope to see uh, a lot, uh, some people at, at the Zoom um, viewing party uh, on Saturday. Hopefully, we can get a Toros win. Regardless of the result, we hope to see you all next Wednesday for another episode of Down in the Valley here on YouTube channel and on uh, Periscope on Twitter. We'll see y'all next time. Take care.